Hey, welcome into the Coach Bo Knows Podcast here on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter. Our handle is at Coach Bo Knows Show. Uh, check out the Facebook page. Just search for Coach Bo Knows Show, and you'll find it there. You can also email us anytime at Show at gmail.com. This is episode 76, and so we're little housekeeping today. There was no point five. So if you're thinking, well, where's the point five? Well, that was on me. The studio had some internet connection issues, but so that you can get your weekly fill. <laughs> we are doubling up this week. And usually on the point five, we have the legal counsel of the Coach Bono's podcast, the token girl. The, she has the greatest legs, but an even greater mind. Ellen Wingenter is co-hosting today with me, and she'll be back later in the week to do the point five as well. So a little uh, double dose of Ellen today. E, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. You know, uh, it's a long holiday weekend for me since I, I have banker's hours. I didn't have to work today. I'm taking tomorrow off. So uh, it's it's been nice because it's a long weekend and we all need those from time to time. Yeah, you know, I, I also kind of had the long weekend with the markets closed and most uh, businesses in my field closed today monday for president's yep. day and then i slept in way too late like you did a record amount of sleep in the last 24 hours for me it was you almost did. like i've been working a lot um i mean you have and i know you've been doing that but when you tack on the nap on top of sleeping in until <laughs> now, that just that a little bit of icing right there yeah let, let's be honest so i mean yes that also happened so i Woke up extremely late, and then I had to make four or five phone calls for work, and I did those things. And then I sat in my chair in the basement watching TV, and I fell asleep sitting up. I Unbelievable. And so I get a text from Ellen going, are we going to record? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, I got to get moving here. <laughs> I got you to call you two hours ago. <laughs> hey, man, it's okay. I'm flexible. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and I, and I appreciate that from you. Hey, uh, want to start? Um, where do you want to start? I don't have anything that like. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We do have a place to start. I was. Yes, we yeah, do. We do not have a formal, you know, uh, set for today, uh, but we do have a place we have to start, and that's that. I got to give you the props. I got to congratulate you. I got to do it publicly and here on the podcast. We did our Super Bowl preview a week and a half ago. Two weeks ago almost now. Yep. And you and me and Uncle Rico, we all picked the Super Bowl, and you were the only one that picked the Chiefs. Yep. So I'm going to give you your flowers, give you your recognition. Thank you. I was wrong. You were right. You know, we we already had an episode of me and Ricardo talking about how we were actually right, but Mahomes is Mahomes. He, But it wasn't just Mahomes, too. Like, the defense came through and scored two touchdowns that no one anticipated. So The one got brought back. True. So, but still, things that weren't anticipated, it was a bonus that no one really considered. Jalen Hurts played a hell of a game. And, you know, the Eagles are going to be a lot of fun for a number of years coming and, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what uh, Nagy is going to be doing as 
the presumably new OC with the enemy moving on to Washington. So I don't know. It's going to be a little bit of a different atmosphere in Kansas yeah. City, I think, for the upcoming season. Let's talk about the Chiefs for a moment here because I found it interesting that we, you know, we now see that um, you were right, though, about the whole the Chiefs thing. It was, and where the Chiefs where I wanted to go with this was uh, now Eric Bieniemy has taken the job as the offensive coordinator with the Washington Commanders. With um, the assistant head coach. Yes. Now the, the big the big thing is yeah he's assistant head coach and he's also been given full reign over the offense. Okay. Basically, Riverboat Ron is going to let the enemy run the offense and Rivera is going to run the defense uh, with all of their defensive coordinator. But this looks like this is more of a of a hire to try to get Eric Bieniemy hired as a head coach. Well, listen, he's interviewed for what the last three years for head coaching positions and been shut out. And the way that Andy Reid kind of closed out this year was we're really looking forward to what Eric does next. Yeah. He wasn't after the one year renewal, he wasn't going to stay in Kansas City. Yeah. It really looks like there's been a, a a messy relationship there the last couple of years, and there's been a lot of things said. And you know, last in the 2021 season, there was a lot of stuff about who was the play caller. Was it Andy Reid? Was it Mahomes? Was it the enemy? You know, all that tricky stuff they were doing, and yeah. it looked, there was a big split on who liked what and who didn't like what, and um. It's just funny to me, and I look at it now, and I go, well, okay. Uh, I, the other thing I had heard, and I heard this from a couple different places, was that they were saying Eric Bieniemy just didn't interview well. Okay, and I know and, that. I, and I, I don't know. like hearing that. I don't like, go ahead. I, I don't like it either, but I don't know if you've watched this week's, or this past week's Game Theory no, on HBO. I have not watched Friday Night's Game Theory yet. So he has Roy Woods Jr. on, uh, Bomani Jones does, and this oh, is their, their primary discussion point. Okay. And a lot of it is around, well, he just doesn't interview well. And Bomani kind of comes on and says, he's playing the devil's advocate saying, well, if he doesn't interview well, and multiple teams are saying this, what is the issue? And that's what I'm curious about because you saw some tension even this season on the sidelines between Mahomes and Biennemi. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. I've never played football beyond powder puff. You know, I, I don't know what's going on as far as that dynamic. But it was really interesting how they, how Roy Woods Jr. and Bomani Jones were couching it because it was just like maybe the enemy needs to be more of a dick and come swinging instead of just saying, oh, I want to play within the system and do the best that I can. And maybe he's not coming with enough swagger to yeah. get people to pay attention to him. Here's what I was told two years ago 
and then again a year later, last year this time, was that the biggest issues in the offensive play calling was that Andy Reid has last say in the play call, and he actually does the play call. He hmm. takes in info from the enemy. Uh, in the past, he's done it with Nagy and a couple of others as well. But in the end, Andy Reid is the last one. And if you remember a couple times this season and last, we saw Mahomes on the field get pissed about how yeah. long it was taking. And uh-huh. it was because of a disagreement between the two coaches on what play they're calling. Well, then my understanding also is that all the creative, the lollygag, the stuff that you draw up in the dirt stuff, that's I guess the enemy hates that. The enemy wants to come out and play football and adjust from adjustments and do it that way, which is what 90, but you have Mahomes is different than everybody else. But the enemy's point is supposedly, and this is what I've heard. Sure. Is you can't always count on that to win. Yes. It will work once in a while. And we've seen it work at times, Yep. but you have to improve as a player. It's why we argued the Tyreek Hill thing was actually good for Patrick Mahomes. Because it's less of the drawing up in the sand kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that B. Enemy was one of those guys that pushed that agenda. But Andy Reid has always been a let's take advantage of the moment. And this has been my knock on Andy Reid going back to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And, and I've had to eat a little crow on this because he's done fantastic. He's done better with the Chiefs than he did with the Eagles, in my opinion. Um, but going back to there, he was too caught up in what kind of surprise gimmick can I throw at you? Okay. The gimmick thing. He did that in, he did that in Philly and, and he was blessed enough to have Donovan McNabb, who is just way underrated. I mean, that guy was in the league. He was one of the top five quarterbacks of his time and grossly should not, he should be in the hall of fame. Yes. Uh, But he's not. And a lot of that is Andy Reid wanted to draw things up in the dirt last minute. And really, and I've been a play caller, you you can't do that often. But you have to have that game plan. And for instance, we talked about the Super Bowl, how the Chiefs did a better job with their offensive play calling than Mm -hmm. the defense did with the motion pieces. They did, I mean, it was horrible. I mean, because as a defensive coach, that all the stuff that the Chiefs threw at them, the right. Eagles should know was coming. Sure. But nothing, nothing there should have been prepared for. And it tells me that, okay, there's a truth to the enemy, but then there's also this, hey, I got Mahomes, and I'm Andy Reid. I'm the guy who makes the final decision because it's my ass on the line. So I get that. I see both sides to it. I think in the end, this is the best thing for Eric Bieniemy to go to Washington, to go be with Ron Rivera, to have full play. And we're going to know now yeah. if a lot of this was just reading Mahomes, or if it was, or how much was influenced by Bieniemy. Problem: Eric Bieniemy is going to have Washington. He doesn't have a quarterback. Well, and so that's the thing, right? That it's. Is Bienemy a system coordinator that was able to take advantage of the system and come out looking really good? Or yeah. was he the beneficiary of a generational quarterback who made him look really good 
And what does he do with a middling offense? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't think you're going to see these drawn-up plays in the dirt all of a sudden in Washington. But I do think you'll see some difference in the play call, and especially with Ron Rivera. He's never been a wide-open kind of guy, so it'll be interesting. Well, Um, and he's a defensive guy. Yeah, and he – his offensive strategy, the thing that he's kind of known for is that offensive on the offensive side of the ball is willingness to go for things like fourth and one and unusual spots and stuff like they call it riverboat Ron for that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's willing to take that when he thinks he's got a strategic advantage. So that could be a really good uh match, Eric Bienemy and Ron Rivera. So yep. and I'm hoping for because I think Ron Rivera is a really good coach. And I yeah. think and I like and I like Eric Bieniemy. I I don't really have a a dog in the fight on that whole who's better, the Bieniemy or Reed or Mahomes. I just know that they were not always on the same page, and that's no. pretty obvious. And I'm glad he's getting an opportunity. I think it's kind of shitty the way that um, coaching works. And that was part of the interview too. Is that Roy Wood Jr. was like. Listen, there are certain professions that you shouldn't have to interview for, and maybe this is one of them. You're either good at your job or you're not, and you're a fit or you aren't. But no one should be coming and saying you don't interview well as an interview, as an NFL coach. Like, that's kind of jacked up. Yeah, and you know what is also jacked up about it is the situation is you're looking at an African-American candidate you know, in a place where we don't get a lot of African-Americans getting these jobs. And so it's like, it's almost like an excuse. Well, he well, doesn't. Well, right. That's something that, that's something that if you heard your racist uncle say something like that, you'd be like, oh, yeah, what he's saying is he's not, he's, he's black. That's why he's not hired. Yeah. It's coded for. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's why I've always taken that rumor and Bomani is one of the Bomani Jones is one of the guys who's talked about that on his podcast quite a bit yep. and yep. um and then that's that's where some of that information comes from and then I've heard from other people at places as well so it's interesting um but I hope it works out for everybody I think it will I think it'll actually be good for everybody when it's all said and done um and Matt Nagy is gonna be the new offensive coordinator is that right I uh, that is Nothing has been officially set to the best that I've seen over the last couple of days. But I mean, after Nagy got fired from the Bears and came back on mm-hmm. to the Chiefs, I think everyone kind of just imagined that's what the direction yeah. would be. I would have thought so too. So yeah. um moving on from the Chiefs, did you watch the NBA All-Star game? It did because I had money on the game and I uh, I had to watch it. <laughs> and uh, it was, you know, the NBA All-Star Game is the most excessively stupid expression of skills that people have. Like, it's it's great. If people are wanting, wanting to do highlight tapes. Sure. Um, but it is probably the dumbest all-star game that exists. Okay. I don't disagree. And here's where I'm going to go with this. I didn't watch much of it. I glanced at it a couple times. And as I have the last few years, I really don't get into all-star games anymore. Yep. Um, the only good all-star game is baseball. 
Literally. The only good one is baseballs. I mean, and they the at least play a full game. <laughs> well, the nature of the game makes it to where you can you can do things. Here's what I mean. Remember when you were a kid, and we were old enough now that we remember back when we just had like basic cable. You couldn't watch every team all the time. Yep. The all-star game in baseball and in the NBA was kind of cool because you could see all these players you didn't get to see all the time. Right. I mean, like in the NBA, we got to see the Celtics, we got to see the Lakers because they were on NBC every week. We got to see Jordan whenever Jordan was on. Yep. That was it. You pretty much, if you didn't live in a certain community with a certain team locally, that's all you saw. So this right. is a great time where you could see different players. You know, you could see a player like like Barkley or David Robinson or Carl Malone. You know, and you'd be like, oh wow, these guys are really good. The only other time right. you saw them was when they were playing against the Celtics or the Lakers or Jordan. Yeah, true showcase. Yeah, exactly. Baseball's the same way. We used to all get your local team. We always get WGN for the Cubs and TBS for the Braves. So the only time you saw players at certain places, if you didn't live there, was when you saw them either locally come play there or if you saw them play in one of those two teams or right. the Saturday game of the week or something like that. Baseball also gets it right because it's the negative the nature of the game. You can have such and such player pinch hit for somebody as a showcase. Sure. Basketball doesn't do and then in baseball you don't have to work real hard. I mean you're gonna go up there and take an at bat, maybe play in the field for three outs, you know that kind of thing. In yeah. basketball, it's an actual competitive back and forth game, and you're wanting to avoid someone getting hurt. Competitive. But, but, but for the last number of years, let's just say it that way. Back in the day. But back in the for day, the last 10 or 15 years. Bird and magic didn't want to lose. Sure. You know, that kind of thing. But we get into this generation, and I'm not this is not a knock on NBA players, because we see it in the NFL with the Pro Bowl. We see it with this with this basketball game. It's about we're concerned about a player getting hurt. I mean, the Pro Bowl's joke. Now they have a skills competition instead of a game. Well, and they went to flag football, which makes sense, frankly, that they're football, doing yeah. the week in between yeah. the conference championship yeah. and the Super Bowl. Yeah. And those playing in the Super Bowl aren't playing, so it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. I mean, for every other sport major sport it's dead set in the middle of the fucking season so yeah, it's meant to be the split in the first and second half yeah and injury risk is a big concern yeah absolutely which i get but come on man <laughs> well so that's why i'm like and i didn't watch much of it last night i watched a few minutes here and a few minutes there and when i did it was okay luca's in the game or whoever's in the game and they're going to bring the ball up and they're going to go make a dunk or they're going to go make a play. Yep. Let's see what this guy can do. You know, Giannis got hurt in the game. I don't know if you saw, no. you saw the bottom line on ESPN. Giannis did something to his wrist. No, Giannis was hurt going into the all-star oh, break. Was he going into the game? Okay. I just saw that he, I didn't pay attention. He got hurt the Thursday before all-star break, started mm. the all-star game, took a shot, made it, and then left. Okay, I didn't see. I just saw that he, the bottom line is that he was out for a few days. So. Yeah, no, he was hurt coming into it. Uh, see, I, that's why I didn't pay attention to the game. Um, so it, it, to me, that whole, like, that's why I didn't watch it. And, like, when I did watch it, yeah, you get to see how athletic these guys are. And they're wicked athletic. I mean, just 
the tippy top NBA players are the best athletes in the world. No, I mean it's 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 astounding. Even I don't know if you watched anything on Saturday with the three point contest, slam dunk contest. Um, you know, I let um, being the degenerate parent that I am, I let Nicholas bet on the skills stuff, and he picked Mac McClung to win the slam dunk contest. And I Good mean. For him. The, the dude's been a YouTube slam dunk guy for a number of years, so it's not hugely surprising. Okay. So I'm played at Texas Tech last year. He put some numbers up on KU, and it was really kind of bothersome. But, um, yeah, I, again, I love Bomani Jones. I, <laughs> you have to go watch Friday's episode because I will. I don't, you know, I don't miss it, and I usually would catch it. It'll probably be tonight that I'll watch it. And I made Nicholas sit down and watch it in part because he talked about overtime elite, but then he had a subsection that was talking about how black people were going to be able to handle being in Salt Lake city. Oh yeah. Oh, see, that's a very Balmani thing. I haven't listened to Monday's podcast yet either. So, and I don't listen to a lot of his pods. I always watch the show, but it was so good. So well done. Yeah. I really, I would like, I would hope this week they may they do a reflection on it, but it was. I'm sure he will. Listen to Monday's yeah. podcast. I'm sure he does. I, his his podcast, Balmani Jones's podcast is my favorite sports podcast. It come, It's three days a week. Monday is yeah. always kind of a review of the weekend. Wednesday, he has a guest. They do like an interview. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, he has Dominic Foxworth on. Oh. And they won't even talk sports sometimes. They'll be, I mean, they, it always comes back to something, but they just get going on some stuff, and you're like, okay, this is great. Uh, Belmonte is my favorite of all of them, of every because yeah. everything he does and he talks about, he actually gives really smart thought to. Absolutely. It's That's what I can bad. say about him. I think it's better than anybody. Yes. And he doesn't play down to like, I love Levitard as well. Dan Levitard's yes. one of my favorites. Yeah. But Levitard will let some goofy shit go. Like sometimes him and Stu Gotts, I'm like, okay, they're talking about something serious. And then Stu Gotts does something where it's like, dude, time and place. But Balmani Jones is never like that. And it's not that it's just always serious either. It's he's going to do it humorously, but it's yeah. fun. And exactly. I like that. I like that. Absolutely. That's exactly right. He's very thoughtful about it. I I would tell you if, if someone's like trying to get into sports pocket, they're listening to us because they know us, or they are listening because we're fun and we're trying to have some fun with it. If I was going to listen to three or four podcasts. The ones I recommend to everybody: Balmain Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what she said with Sarah Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only because I just have a massive crush on Sarah Spain, but she is also one of those intelligent and thoughtful people about everything she does. Uh, especially women. If you're a woman who wants to be in sports or get involved in sports, best podcast. The other one that I think just breaks down barriers is Mina Kynes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love her. She's fucking great. She is she is smarter than half the guys in the NFL. Oh, she has, and she has the Ivy League degree to yeah. back up. She, she actually can break down film like, like, I mean, people who have to, who break, she can break it down with an Nike. I mean, I'm like, up and i've seen some of the stuff i'm going yeah she's good 
<laughs> an NFL team is going to hire her at some point. I would hope so. It, an great NFL great team will the front office. I know her contract is up with ESPN soon, and I know they're trying to get her to go to uh, Meadowlark, which is the Dan Levitard's group. Yep. Over at DraftKings, but. If she doesn't go there, she stays at ESPN, it will not surprise me at all if she ended up being like a special analyst on Monday Night Football at some point, or I would get her involved in that, or she could be what, um, I don't even know how to describe it. it. She knows her stuff, and she can break down barriers. She would not be a, a great coach, but as an analyst, who can do analysis on football, the game itself, and everything else, she would be wonderful for an NFL team. Someone who yeah. wants to really take on the analytics, she'd be one of the first people I would talk to. So she's basically the money ball person for the NFL. Well put. Yes. I would okay. very much consider her for that option. If I was going to do, if I would, I think football is harder to go to the analytics thing. I think you get to pick your choose. Sure. But but like in baseball, you can do it. And I think in basketball, you could do it to a certain point as well now. But I would definitely hire me. I mean, do something like that. And I think she's fantastic. Those are the three sports podcasts that if anyone was listening, I'd go, these are the three I listen to every week. I think they're all pretty super. Um, yeah. So the all-star game thing, yeah, I just, to me, it doesn't appeal to me that much anymore. And it's, and it's not the players and it's not the, well, these guys play the game differently. It's more about it's it's a showcase for your athletic ability. It's a it's a it's a goal for them. They get to go and be you know, the center of the attention for this night. Great for them. I'm not I'm not a hater about this. No, it becomes a mixed a, game though, and it's stupid. That's well put. But for a generation <laughs> of people who are younger than us, that's fine. Yeah. It's a different yeah. animal than it was for our generation. Absolutely. And again, this episode, <laughs> Omani's episode talks about how yeah. Gen Z just can't um, or has chosen not to watch live sports the way that we grew up doing mm -hmm. because everyone has TikTok highlights, YouTube clips or mixtapes, whatever. And in some ways, I have to think that the NBA is smart about it because they rejiggered their all-star game to be a giant mixtape for yeah. everyone's favorite players at this point. It just kind of sucks for people who enjoy watching the game of basketball. Yeah. The other thing that happened over the weekend, this is the first weekend with no football, yeah. no, no NFL football. Uh, did, did you watch, watch the, the NFL? NFL? Did you, did you watch, watch it? No, I did not get a chance. I was going to sit down and watch a game. Uh, I just, I had too much going on this weekend, so I didn't. I did not watch. Um, you know what? I, you know what? And I was going to. I made a decision early in the week about it. I was like, I'm not going to watch games because I went to the XFL's website because um, I want to see who was playing on the teams. I couldn't find the rosters anywhere. Were they even settled by Saturday? Yeah, they've had they've had their rosters for they had a draft and everything. I couldn't find the rosters from their home their web page. If you don't tell me who's in the game, I gotta have a reason to watch. I mean, I don't know who the fuck the Vipers are or the Battle Hawks or the Defenders. I'm not nope. gonna watch the shit. I'm sorry. 
I mean, because it could be good football. I don't know. It's going to be the guys who do, who aren't currently in the NFL. They played in you know played in college, and so it's going to be like AAA football, which I mean could be good football, or it could be people like Paxton Lynch, who is benched in his first game in the in XFL after being an NFL quarterback. Yeah. So. I'm on ESPN.com. I can't even, I can find the results of the game, but I can't find a box score. Cares. I, I know that, but I'm sitting there going, why, why can't I, how, how does the XFL think they're going to do something if we can't get any coverage on it? Listen, man. So was McMahon the first? Vince McMahon was the first owner. Yeah. Okay. But the now it's owned by The Rock. The Rock and his ex-wife, they have a, his ex-wife, Danny Garcia, has a um, a group that right. basically owns it. The Rock owns a part of it. But USFL was originally owned by Trump, right? Or no, he was, no, no, no. Trump was a team owner in the USFL okay. and really caused the downfall of the USFL originally. So um, the, the USFL is-, is now owned by Fox. Okay. And somebody else, I don't remember who. And they're starting, they don't start until next year, I think. But the thing of it is, is that the XFL had like two seasons okay. of hotness because there was some bullshit going on. And it was just the controversy. It wasn't the quality of the games. It was whatever controversy was going on with the players. Yeah, the XFL, the first iteration of it, many, many years ago, it was very much Vince McMahon, WWE meets football. Yeah, yeah. And it was very kind of in your face and then that kind of stuff. And that was the time, like in wrestling, it was the time of The Rock and Steve Austin and the NWO and and that kind of stuff. So that's how that programming was. So they they had a built-in audience. Yeah. Well, then... They didn't work because Vince McMahon doesn't know anything about fucking football. So he fucked it up. He closed shop. And their ratings just went horribly down throughout the season, which was going to happen. I mean, you just have to to figure out a way to market this thing. It comes back a couple of years ago. Vince McMahon decides to bring it back. And he did a smart thing. He went and got Oliver Luck, who was the former commissioner of the Pac-12. Um, you know, very he's it's the he's head of the NCAA commission, too, right? What's that? He was head of the NCAA commission when they went to figure out with Condoleezza Rice and all that. Yes, kind of he stuff. was part of the Oliver Luck was also part of the original college football playoff committee, yep. and everything else. He was like the head of the committee at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, so he brought Oliver Luck in to be the football guy. And the XFL looked really good the first few weeks. COVID hit. Oh. And that's when the, when because that football was actually really, really competitive and well-played football. Okay. It wasn't NFL level, sure. but it was tippy top SEC or above level. And it was really fun to watch. And they did a couple little gimmicks. The USFL came along and they did a couple of, but COVID killed them both. They okay. were both going to grow. They were both doing a great job. 
COVID comes along and now we got whole teams can't play this week. How do you make up a game? And they just said, well, we're going to sunset this thing. Right. Vince McMahon spun it off into its own company, the XFL, and then he closed it and went into went into um um receivership bankruptcy. Yeah. He went into bankruptcy, and that's when The Rock and his group bought it. So it was it was interesting, but I I didn't get to watch any of it. I will try to watch a game this weekend just to see. I just want to know if the quality of the games are any good. But if I can't find any of your info other than scores, standings, and a schedule on ESPN.com, we got a problem. Yeah, I mean the only thing I saw this entire weekend was Paxton Lynch getting benched. Yeah. Yeah. So So we'll see what happens. And I know like the USFL has that deal with Fox and they're going to be kind of loosely affiliated with the NFL as well. And it seems weird. Become training ground for the NFL. It's split between at least the broadcast rights seem to be split between like ESPN and Fox, but they're putting it on FX, not Fox or FS1. So you're having to hunt for it if you want to watch it. Okay, I just pulled it up. Fox owns the USFL. Okay. Yes, it's going to be put on mostly FS1. And then the other games are going to be on ESPN, but that's all because of partnership between the two through their commitment to the NFL. Okay. Because they have to screw each other over. So I'll bet that part of the reason the XFL doesn't have anything on ESPN.com. No, they do. The ESPN.com has got to deal with the USFL. But the thing of it is, is that the XFL is televising games on ESPN. That's what I was saying. Is that Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I wonder. It's yeah. the XFL games that are currently on ESPN2 and then FX mm. and whatever. That it's not on a primary... Um, because I think they had XFL games on ESPN too on Saturday. You may have. I, I, when I'm on here on the ESPN.com, mm-hmm. it simply has a couple of articles when you go to the XFL page, sure. And you know, the Battle Hawks scored 15 points in the final minutes to beat the Browns. I don't know anything about any of those players. There's, of course, a three minute video I can watch. Um, there's a couple of highlight films on here. But there's no, and then of course there's an interview with The Rock, um, some more highlights, stuff like that. But yeah, I, I'm not gonna watch it right now. I'm gonna see. Like I said, I was hopeful that it would be good. I haven't looked at any of the ratings or anything else. Of course, it's, they probably haven't come out because of the holiday today. So yeah. we'll see. But the, the the issue that ESPN and Fox and everyone else is gonna have later with these these leagues is that. It's going to be popular at the beginning, first week, because we don't have football. Yep. And then it's going to teeter down. How do you keep an excitement going? Exactly. It's got to be good football. Yep. So I didn't get to watch it, but we'll check that out later. So I was wondering if you watched any of the XFL. Yeah. No. Um, let's talk a little college college basketball. And this okay. is. You're, you're in your spot now. Here, here we are. College basketball time is here. I'm in my bag. And this is, this is your thing. So um, 
New rankings are out, and Houston has returned to the number one spot for Alabama's loss this past week. Um, top five are Houston, Bama, KU at three. Uh, in the AP poll, the coaches poll, UCLA is three. UCLA is four in the AP poll. Purdue is five. They're having two losses this past week. Three. Uh, and actually, three. Three losses? They only lost three out of four. And then yeah, one so they, Sunday. Beat, they, they beat Ohio State on Saturday, but lost it's, the three prior. The three prior. Okay. I thought there was a two and then one win and then they lost. So. No. Um, yeah, I watched a couple of Purdue games. And I was like, what's going on? How come Edie's not playing well? And it's he doesn't have good hands. Listen, man, I don't have any idea what it's like to be a, a, someone who is seven foot four or five and yeah. can power above everyone else. And for someone who just started playing organized basketball within the last five years, yeah, he's doing amazing he is I, the biggest thing is yeah he, he's what teams have figured out apparently from what i've seen the last couple of so i saw a couple of the losses what teams have figured him to figure out is they can double him and yep. when they do they reach for the ball he doesn't yes. have great ball hands right great ball, ball handling skills it's what the roads is say um but he just he doesn't handle the rock well and yes. that takes time his um, handles are rough. Yeah. But if I were having to bounce it like four feet just to get to a a normal level, I could understand that. So I do too. Yeah. I you know, I don't like to, to say bad things about about college players. So I I'm not gonna attack the kid on it. But I think oh, that's no. what is that he's he's a big guy and he just is he's got good footwork, from what I've seen. He, and he's physical because he's a big frame too. He is yeah. tall. Well, yeah. and his, he has a lot of background in hockey and baseball. So, I mean, especially in hockey, he's learned how to body people, um, yeah. which is really important in basketball. You can't be afraid to throw yourself around. And uh, Purdue is going to be interesting. I'm going to be really interested more in in Edie's post-collegiate career because of the death of the NBA center and yeah. how he kind of translates into the league. Uh, I mean, you haven't had a big guy like that since, I don't know, that was featured since Yao Ming. Yeah. Joel Embiid could be that guy if he wants to. He doesn't want to. He's moving he further to. away from the basket. Yeah. And just that that's what bothers me a little Uh I've got bracketology pulled up here. Top four seeds as of right now. It's from Lenardi. This is as of so those were announced on Saturday. This one into the weekend. This is not okay. So this weekend. isn't the NCAA that was announced. No, on this Saturday. is Joe Lenardi's. Yeah, okay. this is going into the weekend. They'll have a new one on Tuesday. So by the time you hear this, we'll have a new one. Uh they had Alabama, Houston, Kansas, and Purdue. Um, Purdue did lose a game since then, and won a game as well. So I don't know. I I think that no, if you look at no. The, Purdue well, won a game. If they so, won Sunday, they won Sunday, but then they lose on they Thursday. Won, they won Saturday. They Purdue played, played on yesterday. Saturday. 
against Ohio State. Yeah, it was yesterday. Okay. So, yes, they lost previous to that, okay. but they were one going into today when the AP poll was okay. released. Let me get those two polls up. Yeah, and the polls, again, they've fallen clear down to five. I mean, it's right now your top four in both polls is Houston, Alabama, Kansas, UCLA. Do you think UCLA has passed Purdue for a number one seed? No. You know, no team in the country has won more games by 20 points or more than UCLA. Who in the fuck have they played? They're killing their conference. I mean, again, still, I get it. Who in the fuck have they played? Yeah. Their only losses at Arizona, at USC. USC's at, that Arizona loss was disgusting and should have never happened. Yeah. And they lost that game. And then. They lost two early ones against Illinois and Baylor. So, you but your, your point is taken. I, I so you if you were going to put you put Purdue ahead of UCLA right now. Yes. Overall, if I think if you look at the quad one wins and within the conference, the Pac twelve sucks. Yes. Okay. But so, only got two teams in right now. Right, because it's what, UCLA, maybe Arizona? Arizona, UCLA. Um, I think USC is good enough to be in. They're, they're questionable. Listen, the Big Ten isn't great either this season. Yeah. But you've got some of the uh, old heads coming through that you've got – Illinois playing pretty solidly. You've got Northwestern coming out of nowhere. You've got Purdue, who wasn't even, you know, picked preseason to finish anywhere near the top. Um, Illinois is doing well. Uh, They've got some good competition that is holding strong against a fairly good competitive league. Yeah. Whereas Pac-12, it just kind of is just like, let's plow down some people, which is why Arizona beating UCLA was kind of gross because Arizona wasn't playing very well at the time that they beat UCLA. Whereas you look at the Big Ten, there is a scenario where all 10 teams from the Big 12 make the tournament. There is a scenario. It is crazy, but my God, this is this is why this time of year gets me very excited. Not only because my birthday is coming up, Selection Sunday is coming up, daylight savings is coming up. This is glorious. This is exciting. People get pissed off about the quality of basketball, but I'm like. I love my son so much for him to say to me in the last week, I really enjoy watching college basketball because it's a more well-rounded product. Because it is. There's defense. (laughs) You may not like it. It may be ugly. I still don't understand why they're playing in halves while every other program in the world plays on quarters. But Yeah. This Um, is... Stuff. Yeah. So, like, I like the game 
better in the NBA, but I have complaints about the load management, stuff like that, and players not playing certain games. So I'm with you as well that the the college kids are at least putting out a a better effort for sure, Um, and they're doing that. I – I've been watching quite a bit more this season than I have in previous seasons. Good for uh, that, you. A lot of that has to do with gambling, so I'll be real blunt about that. <laughs> yeah. But I um, I kind of have like the, those top four teams. I tend to agree with you. I think that it's – I think Alabama and Houston are the two best teams. I don't know Alabama lost this past week to Tennessee, but um, I think those are the two best. I think Kansas is the next best. And the only question I have with Kansas is they don't have a big. Bill Self made a comment this past week that he has never had a team where he didn't have a good big man. Yes. He's been a head coach, even going back to his days at Tulsa and uh, Oral Roberts. And this team does not have that. But you don't really need to have that. They have have managed. And it's been interesting because I think I saw or – read an interview where self was talking about how he got, he decided to finally walk away from the high, low setup. Yeah. But he's still been fortunate enough to bring some of the bigs in and integrate them into the programs. But people have really kind of figured out how they can scrap. Yeah. And play well, even if they aren't a perfect five, yeah. right? TJ well, Adams is not a perfect five. So it also helps when you might have the best player. Jalen uh, Williams is Jalen Wilson has been the best player in college basketball this year. Yeah. You can argue that Zach Eady's had a better season. I don't think so if you look at the last three weeks, but I. Jalen Wilson, if I had to pick one guy, he'd be the guy I'd take. I'd be like, that guy. He has the want to. He does. And I think having kind of flirted with the draft the last couple of years and coming back, he's had to check his ego and everything else at the door and figure out what he needed to do to be better from a holistic standpoint. And he's done that, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, I just look at it now. You got to have that one player you can get the ball to and just say, hey, I need a couple buckets. You got to have it. Yeah, and what's crazy is that the Texas game a couple of weeks ago, he scored two points. Yes. However, he did everything else you could ask a player to do in that game. So that's my point. It's not just... putting points on the board you have to that's the one thing i appreciate more about the college product is you have to have all the facets it's not just about scoring all right um is there anybody you got your eye on not in that top four or five that we talked about that you're going look out boys and girls they're coming tcu is scary really I've yes. noticed TCU plays much better at home than they do on the road, which always worries me when you go into a tournament situation. With TCU getting their best player back. Um, yeah. And they scored 100 points on Saturday. It's, 
they're scary. Uh, I think Baylor will be scary. I think uh, actually Indiana might be one of the lowest, creepiest, scary things that could jump out during the tournament. Okay. Let me give you a couple names that I've saw. Okay. Miami. I like the way they're coached. They're not, they don't have the one player, but I, do. I'm down with that dude's getting out and I'm down with how they play. They play well as a team. No, but athletes. they do have a player. Oh. Yes, but it's not, yeah, I, I'm i down with Miami. I, I think there's someone who's going to be, who, the right draw could really surprise somebody. Absolutely. Agreed. The other one I like is Xavier. Yes, but I have a big butt behind them because I just. Okay, tell me that. Tell me because I've watched them. The only game that I saw that I didn't think they played well was the two games against Creighton. That's the thing. Like, if somebody can key into you, because it's really hard to lose twice in your league. Yeah. And they did. And that concerns me just a little bit. Okay. Because I've been, yeah, I just think there's so much parody as well. We don't have very many of the less than five or less losses. I mean, we've only got like six or seven of them. I mean, you're really no. looking at the teams we talked about already, then you add in Virginia, Arizona, and Texas. So um, and I don't know. It it this this time period is always great. You start looking at a lot of intellects with quad one, quad two, quad three, quad four losses and, and wonder why some teams are where they are. Um, and we'll see. Some of the conference tournaments are going to end up causing some chaos, as they always do, because you get the automatic bid from the conference tournament. And for some of these down conferences, I wonder what the impact would be. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you that if, if there's an upset in their conference tournament and someone beats Gonzaga or St. Mary's, whoever comes out of the West Coast Conference is going to be battle-tested. That's a really good conference. And they're only going to get a couple teams in. They'll get St. Mary's in. Gonzaga will get in. Santa Clara will probably get in. But um, if a Loyola Marymount or San Francisco or Pacific could win that tournament, they're a team that could be of a 13 seed and upset somebody. Yeah, I just don't know exactly how that conference tournament is going to work with New Mexico uh, yeah. shutting down their, their program. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. So it's going to, yeah, it, it, we won't even have got into that story. We'll, we'll get into that story in the point five. So yeah. I, okay. I've heard some of that stuff, and, I don't, and I'm not fully schooled on that yet either. So I want to, before I get too deep into that one. So, hey, uh, want to real quick before we jump out of here, or I'll jump out here in a minute, but uh, we will have got hard outs here before the game. Um, what I want to do is I want to give a shout out to DraftKings for hooking us up. They are, if you're wanting to get down on some of this basketball action, there is some money to be made out there. We've been making it ourselves here. We've both been doing pretty good here lately. Um, yes. Get in, DraftKings, 
Uh, there's a link in our show notes. You, if you put down, you brand new to DraftKings, you can lay a $5 bet and get up to $100 in free bets. Plus there's a deposit match on there as well. So check that out. Great way to get some bonus money, get some money coming up. And it's a great way to you know, goof off and watch a ball game, have a little something in there, a little skin in the game, if you will. There you go. So, um, I know we're both going to be watching the Kansas um, Kansas and t- TCU game tonight. Any predictions on that? Oh, yeah. I, I Currently, I believe the line is still plus two yeah. or minus two TCU. Uh, I am taking Kansas. I've taken a couple of uh, money line bets, plus 105 and plus 110. Mm-hmm. And I will be paying attention to the live betting as well. I got some money down already oh, on Kansas as well. Oh, hell. It went up to two and a half. Plus oh, one. I'm going to jump back on that. I got Kansas. I like them on the money line as well. I think they're a better team. I know TCU got their big player back. But yep. I think the KU's running on all cylinders right now. And I understand TCU does play better at home. Sure. Um, but that's one of those live bet deals for me. I think that's one of those if Kansas can get down six or seven points and really creep that thing down. That's how you do it. That's how we did yes, it on sir. Saturday. Up. So yes, it was sir. funny. I, was actually, I didn't watch the first half, and I was in the garage. We're cleaning the garage, me and uh-huh. Jen, me and the wife. And we're getting stuff put away and everything, and Jen goes inside for a minute. She comes out and says, KU's down seven. I said, get my phone. <laughs> I got a bet down on KU immediately. Yeah, I uh, I grabbed Kansas at plus 410. Yeah. Hey, I got one more question for you. What do you think of Kansas State right now? Listen, I saw a tweet earlier today talking about how they could wreak havoc and actually help bring all 10 big team, big 12 teams into it. They've got the skill. They've got the talent. What concerns me is that does Tang have the nuts to do it? I like him. I like him too. But does he have that little bit of meanness? And I appreciate his wanting to come from love and wanting to be there because I fully yeah. agree with that. But does he have that little bit of dickishness to finish them, whomever they are? Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. They don't have the killer at the instinct at the end of the game yet. That's for sure. So I, I yeah, I, I'm just curious because like I, I keep wanting to bet on K State, but I just cannot get there yet. And I don't know if they've played as well the last week or two as they did when they played Kansas. Like when they beat Kansas, they that was the best they've played all year. Yeah, I mean, everyone gets up. Where are you on this roller coaster ride? Are you up? Are you down? And they got a hell of a game against Baylor on on Tuesday night. I think we'll know a little bit more about them from Tuesday. So yeah, yeah. All right, I wanted to ask about that real quick. So all right, well, let's get up out of here on this because I want to. uh, We got to get stuff done. We both got things we got to do. So I appreciate you being really kind with your time today. Thanks for coming on and doing this one. And we'll talk later in the week. We'll 
kind of see how we forecasted this early in the week. And then we'll have some cool stuff coming later in the week as well. So sure. uh, thanks for coming in, Ellen. I appreciate it. I uh, want to thank Tyler Jones and everybody at Studio Soapbox. Hey, for everybody who hasn't, if you follow Tyler Jones on uh, Twitter or if you, he actually was at the Daytona 500 and he's doing some stuff on NASCAR. That's really interesting stuff. Him and David Starr are doing some really cool stuff down in, Day down in Daytona. They're back now, but um, some really cool stuff that Tyler's showing. And I can't wait to be on the pod this week and talk a lot about it. So check that out. Um, most importantly, I want to thank you, the listener. Uh, don't forget to rate us and review us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, we appreciate every five-star review. So until later in the week, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. That's Ellen Wingenter. Uh, have a great week. Remember, your time tokens are non-refundable. Take care, everybody.